think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the 104 6 and 1 podcast, episode two. Before I get into this next episode, I just wanted to give a quick brief shout out to everybody that listened to episode one. We are up to 54 plays on six different platforms. Big, big, big thank you to everybody that really showed support, people that reached out, and for the people that even gave me some constructive criticism to help this podcast get better going forward in time. Also, another quick shout out to my girlfriend, Isabel, for designing the logo. So for everybody that sees that image or that logo on all platforms, that was done by hand by my girlfriend. She actually did it on her iPad and edited images and took some time and dealt with my pain in the ass. I don't know, pickiness, stubbornness, whatever you want to call it, whatever adjective you want to use, because I am very particular of what image I wanted. And she made it perfect. And I mean, uh, big shout out to you, babe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we are working on another image and logo for the social media page that's coming. Getting into today's actual episode, we have a list of different topics going into it. The NBA is rumored to be coming back, or not rumored, it's actually been confirmed. We'll be having basketball back real soon. We have baseball coming back as of yesterday, and multiple sports as well. That also, and what is the word I'm looking for? You know, you try to sound smart doing something for the public. You try to sound smart and educated. You know, you have a college degree. You ever ever get into a conversation with somebody and you're like, yo, I definitely need to... I definitely need to sound smarter than what I am. I definitely need to use a different word. Like, I don't know. It's weird. It's like when you talk to your girlfriend's parents, you don't want to sound like an idiot or ignorant or like one of those like, oh, let me not leave this impression on them. Let me use a, a different subjective group of words. But uh, yeah, no, I, I got to stop doing that. This is going to be about me. This is me. So let me just let it go off the fly. The NBA is coming back. Baseball is coming back. Hockey's coming back. You name it. Sports are back. And at the perfect time, my birthday is coming around in a couple of weeks. I'm getting a new car in a couple of weeks. So like the the vibes are going, everything's going great. And with sports coming back, I can't even express how excited I am. Getting into that, I just wanted to let everybody know that I have a couple of teams that are pretty random. The teams that I support, a lot of my friends make fun of me for. A lot of people that I meet randomly definitely say that's a little odd. Again, I am from New York City. I am from the Bronx. I'm from New York. But my teams only consists of two total New York teams. I am a New York Yankee fan, first and foremost, 27 championships, number 28 coming real soon. I am a New York Ranger fan, hockey probably being one of the least sports that I follow, but I follow enough of it to keep up with the conversation. I am a Dallas Mavericks fan for the NBA. I am an Indianapolis Colts fan for the NFL. 
I am a North Carolina Tar Heel fan for NCAA basketball. I am a newly, newly, no, that's not the right word. I'm a new Gator fan as of the time I moved to Florida. I went to a Gator game for the first time a few years back. Saw them for the LSU upset. Massive game, Gator Nation. There you go. You know, um, what's another team? What's what's the other teams that I follow? I can't believe I'm drawing a blank here. You'd think someone that's going to talk about sports would be able to have everything on cue. But that's all that's coming to my mind as of right this second. So let's push forward. Um, with the NBA coming back, set to be coming forward, what, July 1st is when all teams are supposed to report back to camp. Um, that is going to be an exciting point in time. We have a lot of teams coming to Orlando, uh, ironically enough. I live in Florida. The Mavericks are going to be playing in Florida, and I can't go see them. Go figure. Along with a million other teams that are coming over here, um, ironically enough, the Toronto Raptors are training at my alma mater at FGCU, and I have zero interest in seeing them, first and foremost, because I don't really care for my school, nor do I really care about the Raptors, and FGCU is probably going to be on lockdown regardless, so not really much of a point going over there. Um, I'm excited the NBA is coming back. Uh, Chris Porzingis and Luka Doncic were having phenomenal seasons right before everything kind of ended um, or was put on pause. Obviously, the NBA is going to have uh, a list of questions. I mean, honestly, can the Lakers continue their dominance? Can Giannis lead the Bucks over to an NBA championship and beat whoever comes out of the West? And does he stay in Milwaukee? Can the Mavericks come out of nowhere in the seventh seed and shock the world? I think we can. Bias aside, I don't know. But I'd like to say that we can. Uh, that would definitely be a point that I have interest in because we haven't been to the playoffs since, what, 2016? I mean, aside from the Mavs, uh, there's a list of teams that I think can compete with the Lakers. I mean, you have the Clippers, the Nuggets, although Jokic was just tested positive for COVID-19, but is set to come back to the States around next week, if not two weeks from now. We have the Utah Jazz. Uh, that Mike Conley trade did not meet them well. That Mike Conley trade did not. I don't know what story I'm looking for. That, that it, 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 it ain't work. It, <laughs> it was a massive bust. It was a big disappointment. They got to pay out the rest of that contract. It's crazy. And, and, and my surprise team in the NBA, the Oklahoma City Thunder, Chris Paul, we all thought, and by we, I mean most of sports fans thought Chris Paul was definitely going to get traded before this season even started. And Chris Paul's out here balling out. Numbers aren't crazy. Statistically, he's not going nuts. But he is that veteran leader since Russell Westbrook left. And is leading that group of guys that is just, I I can't really put words to it. I mean, they are fourth in the West. They were one of the hotter teams before the season ended. And I just, I can't even believe that they went eight and two in their last 10 games before the season ended. So, I mean, really. What is going on? That just goes to show anything is possible in sports. That just goes to show you can't really count a lot of people out. Uh, another team that everybody's kind of hyped up about with James Harden, obviously, is going to be the Rockets. But, I mean, let's be honest. Most of the teams in the West, the powerhouses, are, are, are big-bodied teams. And I don't really think that small ball is going to really pay any dividends in the postseason. Um, if I'm being completely honest, I don't like James Harden. I don't think his game is very put together i mean anybody can dribble the basketball for 21 seconds and then take a step back three and put it up pray it go in i mean obviously he's doing it consistently enough for it to be something that's trending for him to be a scoring title champion an mvp and possible discussion for another mvp but i just i, I don't think that 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 type of play is going to win a championship similar to what kobe said r.i.p kobe 
um, that type of play isn't going to resonate. You know, Tracy McGrady said the same thing. I just, I do not think that that is going to work in the long run. Nevertheless, we'll see what happens. Obviously, we have the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They didn't really get to play a lot of games together due to both of them having what Kawhi had his rest days. PG was recovering from shoulder surgeries. So most of the time that they did have on the court wasn't ever at the same time. So, I mean, the Clippers, the Lakers, like I said, the Nuggets, uh, the Rockets, the Thunder. I mean, we all know about the Western Conference. We all know what the West brings to the table. It's just a matter of who's going to come out on top. Sliding back over to the East, we all thought when Kawhi left that the Raptors were going to completely fall apart. Who would have thought Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry and that veteran team of Serge Ibaka and and Pau Gasol were going to be able to really carry that out? Nobody really saw that coming. And I just, I'm in shock. That's that's definitely my shocking team in the East as well. Um, You know, you have... The obvious favorite in the East being the the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton. But again, I don't know if they have what it takes to come and go beat a team in the West. I, I, don't, I don't know if they match up very well in, in, in the in the long haul. And I just find that to be a little interesting because, you know, you, you, you'd think an MVP would be able to carry his team. But until Giannis really develops a jump shot, I don't, I don't really see that going too well. But we'll see what happens. You know, you got the Miami Heat out there. They're they're stunning a lot of people. Tyler Hero turned out to be a great pick. Jimmy Butler's turning out to be a phenomenal, phenomenal leader on that team. And Bam Adebayo, I mean, coming out of Kentucky, I would have never thought he'd be this stellar. I mean, the man can guard almost one through five. The man can actually put up 20 and 10 on a consistent night. And at at the same time, he's a defensive presence getting getting on the block and all, all of the above. I mean, really, I, I've seen Bam play multiple times, going to see the Mavs play the Heat, and he's always, always a nightmare whenever we have to go and play a half-court offense. I mean, Bam is just, you would assume he'd be a mismatch, but he can really guard, like I said, one through five. So Miami's definitely a team to watch. I mean, you you just, you can't really sleep on them. I don't know. I just, I see them making a run for some odd reason, and I don't know what it is. but. Again, I don't really see the East going anywhere. I don't really see the East taking the the championship this year. And with that being said, I don't really know if Giannis is going to stay in Milwaukee. But that's a topic of discussion for another day. The most important topic, the Yankees are coming back. Baseball is back. If you guys follow me on Twitter, I said it about four times. Baseball is back. I'm stupid hyped. My boys are coming back. This was the perfect opportunity for Aaron Judge and all of our injured players to get healthy, get well. Aaron Hicks, obviously, you had Tommy John last uh, last year, so you have some time before you get better. It's a 60-game season, so let's not rush him back. Um, but at the end of the day, Yankees baseball is coming back. I'm ecstatic. By the way, if you're a Boston Red Sox fan or a Houston Astros fan, I would say kick rocks and go, you know, go somewhere. Trying to stay, keep it a little bit of appropriate for, for the kids that do listen to the cast. But... I want all Boston and Astros fans to be put on notice. Cheating is not tolerated. Both of your championships are tainted. No matter what anybody says, you're not going to sway my opinion. You're not going to change my mind. And no matter what anybody says, those chips were not earned. Not because you beat my teams. Not because you guys don't have talent. But it's, it's, it's real, real easy to play a sport when you know what's coming. Obviously, you have to, to make contact with the baseball. But to know and be able to sit on a 12-6 curveball, to know a fastball's coming up and in, 
to know that a change was going low and away, to be able to sit off of it, to be able to wait till you get the right pitch. Any real baseball player knows. Sign stealing, whole nother game. Again, another topic for another day, but all of you need to be put on notice. My boys are coming. Ring 28's coming. I can be confident. I can be cocky. The Yankees are coming for everybody's ass. And if you're not ready, you better get out the way. I promise you, this lineup, this this pitching staff, Garrett Cole, be prepared. We about to whoop everyone's ass. But baseball, again, baseball's coming back. I believe they're reporting to camp within the next two weeks as well. And they're trying to get their uh, their players to be practicing in their home states. Some players have reported back to their spring training facilities in Florida and Arizona. Obviously, with Florida having a massive second wave of cases, um, teams are trying to get their players back home and safe and sound to their respective facilities. So we can only hope to see you know, a full season of baseball. We do know that there was a large, large, large issue with the MLBPA trying to negotiate salaries and seeing if they're going to get cut. If it was even, in fact, excuse me, safe to come back with COVID still in existence, how they're going to go about testing people. And I believe from what I've read in other sources, baseball will be, what is it, tested every day, every other day. It really, really, really depends on, uh, you know, travel and whatnot. But I do know that uh, all sports, all events will be testing and no fans will be in attendance. So that will definitely put people at ease. Unfortunately, not for fans that have tickets already to these games that purchased them earlier in the year or season ticket holders. But for all those that are uh, just excited baseball or all sports are coming back, I I tip my hat. I am in the same boat. I would rather watch 17 hours of sports consecutively than go to one baseball game. As much as I love going to the ballpark, I, uh, I need sports that bad. Um, and transitioning into the next topic, uh, what, what is everybody's thoughts on, you know, the season? What is everybody's predictions? What, what, what does everybody believe is going to happen with 60 games? Baseball is normally 162 games. Is that not wild to actually sit here and have basically 100 games taken off of your season? Obviously, the season was pushed back a couple of months because it was supposed to start late March, early April. So players definitely got more rest. Injured players definitely got more time to heal. But will that affect them in the long haul with the 60-game season shortened and have to make, you know, certain players not sit out, certain rest days? Will players be a little bit more on edge, not practice as much due to fear of exposure? Who knows? I mean, the same could go for the NBA. But, I mean, baseball is supposed to be the longest season of all sports. And now they're cutting that basically into a third. So, I mean, I am, I'm definitely curious to see what's going on there. I am 100% on board to see the, the process that the MLB goes through. Um, I just, I definitely want to just see what's going to happen with all sports in retrospect to see what happens with the uh, tested positive for COVID. I want to see, cause we do know that, like I stated earlier in the cast, we got some NBA players still testing positive to this day. As of yesterday, no. Uh, what is it? Uh, Nikola Jokic tested positive, and he's out there in Serbia. We have certain baseball players testing positive in spring training facilities like the Phillies. We have NFL players like the Cowboys and the Houston Texans that tested positive a few weeks back as well. So I wonder if they have a plan. Are they going to continue to call other minor leaguers up and, uh, and risk losing the team chemistry? Obviously, if you lose a player, you got to replace a player because the season's going, but What's going to happen with the MLB if if ball clubs continue to test positive and cases continue to rise? Who 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 knows? 
you know, the excitement of sports coming back might be blinding people to the sheer fact that these are people too. I know for a fact I'm hyped for the Mavs to come back. I'm stupid hyped for the Yankees to come back. But I mean, like these people have families and these people have to worry about, you know, their self-health and their, their and their mentality because it's probably not going to be a, a, a mentally safe environment either because you have to think about every day. Yeah, you're playing, you're playing uh, the sport to to collect a paycheck and provide for your family. But I mean, you're coming into contact with God knows who. Yeah, everybody's getting tested and yeah, everybody's going through the right precautions. But that's not 100% of a guarantee of you not getting COVID. This pandemic has really, really, really changed the way that life is going to be lived for the future, not just for the rest of the year or next year, the coming five years. COVID might change the 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 outlook on life forever. There's not going to be a lot of shaking hands and hugging for some time. There's not going to be a lot of uh, camaraderie on the court, on the field for a while. I mean, people made jokes on social media about the NFL uh, adding an additional mask just to cover the the face of players. And uh, immediately athletes were like, absolutely not. NFL players were like, you guys can kiss my ass. I'm not wearing anything else. It's already difficult enough to play with that helmet on. But I, I mean... It's crazy. Uh, is 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 sports and the economy more important than the safety of these people and their families? So you know, with that being said, uh, since I spoke about the NFL and talking about the Colts, I mean, we got drama in Dallas. I wouldn't say drama anymore now that Dak signed that contract, but I mean, thirty one point four million dollars for a franchise tag. I can remember a point in time when that franchise tag for quarterbacks was under twenty million dollars, like. Can we be honest with each other? I'm not the biggest Cowboy fan. Obviously, shout out to my in-laws, everybody from Philly out there. So everybody's obviously an Eagles fan. Shout out to everybody back home in New York, Giant and Jet fans. So Dallas has never been a favorite of mine. But does he really deserve that contract that he's asking for? Does does, does he deserve that, that Patrick Mahomes money? I, I really don't think so. Dak's failed to prove a lot of situations. Dak has failed to excel in the moment or should I say put the team on his back when Zeke isn't there the man just he just can't do it and the games that that that, that they they do win they're not really against many competitive teams I mean last year's the perfect example I laughed hysterically while Dallas went what was it three and oh against the 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 no what was it the Dolphins I can't remember but there were three sub 500 teams and then they went and lost the next four or five And they didn't make the playoffs. It went all the way to the end of the season. Philly was struggling. And then Carson Wentz went on a historical tear with a a passer rating that was unfathomable in in that time period. The Eagles were just, I don't know what it is. When it's late in the season, early early January, late December, they just find magic and they do what they got to do. That's bias aside. That's, you know, girlfriend, girlfriend's family aside. Watching Eagles games and seeing what Carson Wentz does with the football is is a whole nother level. I mean, you lose Alshon Jeffrey, you lose Deshaun Jackson, which by the way, shouldn't sign him in the first place. Massive waste of money. It is what it is. Um, you know, you have obviously Zach Ertz that was hurt towards that playoff game. You have Dallas Goddard being probably one of your only reliable uh, receivers at that point. And he, anything was thrown at his way. He was coming down with that football too. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles found a way to take that division. They rightfully deserved it, but you know, I just can't understand how this Dallas discussion is still going. Everybody continues to say Dallas is going to come out on top. Every year, it's a Dallas prediction. Other than the year after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I don't even think the Eagles were favored to win the NFC East that year. I, I, can't, I can't understand it. You got Amari Cooper, 
who, when he wants to be or when he's available in his own head, can be the best receiver in football. I mean, the man is probably top two route runners in the entire NFL. And the man will ghost you and have two catches for 34 yards and be completely unspoken and forgotten about. And as, in part, is that to Dak's inaccuracy? Is that in part to their lack of them to be able to be created a running game? Is that in lack of them not having a number two wideout that really stands out? Who knows? But I find it fascinating how Jerry Jones found a way to lock down his running back, Ezekiel Elliott, to a lucrative, massive deal until Christian McCaffrey broke that deal. Shout out to CMC. I got another stat for you guys actually later, but Christian McCaffrey, rightfully so, definitely in that uh, highest paid running back in the league. Um, Dalvin Cook, you need to sit down and calm down because you've technically only played one full season and you're asking for CMC money. Bro, you better chill, man. You're you're nowhere near that category. When healthy, you're definitely a well above average back. You're not in that Zeke Christian McCaffrey level. So Papa Squat, young fella, you got some time before you go and get that. And if you want to hold out because you think you're gonna get it, I hope Minnesota's got the nards to uh sit down and say, you know, guys, he really doesn't deserve this. But I mean, I don't know. Who else do they have to who else do they have to pay? So we'll see what happens in that retrospect. Back to Dallas. Jerry Jones found a way to pay Zeke. Jerry Jones this offseason paid Amari Cooper with, what, a five-year, $100 million deal and still hasn't officially paid Dak Prescott. They had to franchise him because they had all of these negotiations halt all throughout the fall, all throughout the winter. It was consistent. Dak Prescott wants to be the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. Dak Prescott's looking upwards toward $40 million a season. Dak Prescott is looking to set a standard for being the highest-paid quarterback of all time. Bro, Pause. Y'all wildin' if you think Dak Prescott is worth more money than Patrick Mahomes. You guys are crazy if you think Dak Prescott is worth more money than Aaron Rodgers. Again, this is all my opinion, and anybody can come onto this cast and argue with me or debate with me or try to give me some statistical numbers. I know I'm not giving a great job. Uh, the Wi-Fi in my house is a little spotty, so half of this I don't even know will record all the way. Nevertheless, Dak Prescott's percentages are nowhere near Pat Mahomes. And mind you, Pat Mahomes only played two years, but in those two years or two and a half years, he won a Super Bowl. He won an MVP. He broke records. I understand people's arguments to that. Oh, look at his team. Look at his coach. Yada, yada, yada. The excuses go on and on and on. But I just, I'm, I'm not willing to accept that Dak Prescott has entered that elite quarterback conversation even drew Brees in his 40s tom brady in his 40s uh, uh yeah i ain't really gonna get into the tom brady discussion definitely biased on that book as well but you know even tom in his prime i, I don't even think Dak prescott has scratched that surface whatsoever so i don't know i mean the nfl is always an interesting point of conversation when it comes to offseason acquisitions the Colts obviously went out and signed Phillip Rivers. Um, I'm curious to see how he does on my team because Phillip's always had a big target his whole career. We just drafted Michael Pittman Jr. at 6'4 and a quarter, 6'4 and a half, and that's the tallest guy on our roster. And I'm very nervous to see. T.Y. Hilton hasn't been healthy. Paris Campbell wasn't healthy last season. Jack Doyle had a couple of knocks. We lost Eric Ebron, who didn't know how to catch a football last year. I don't know what it was. It, it, Andrew Luck really brought out the hands and, and, and the drive, I guess, but I don't I don't really know. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with us drafting Jonathan Taylor. 
and having the backfield that we do, one of the best offensive lines, if not the best offensive line in football. So I definitely say that we are we're going to win the South. I think that the culture and pace to you know with the Patriots falling down and Tom Brady leaving the the AFC, I think that the Colts can make a run for the AFC Championship game if we play our cards right and we 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 keep the injuries to a minimum. But there are still you know you have Lamar Jackson out there in Baltimore, you have Pat Mahomes out there in Kansas City, and and the list goes on and on with young, talented quarterbacks. So, I mean, Deshaun Watson's in my division. Do you know how much I love watching that man play? But when he plays us, it is such a pain in the ass because I want him to do good 99% of the time because I have him in fantasy. And the other, like, 1.6% is me legitimately just saying, God, he's so good. How can you not cheer for him? So, I mean... Teddy Bridgewater out here in in, in the NFC. Uh, sorry to change the subject again, and a little bit of a tangent, but trying to fit all of this into the allotted time that I have for the episode. Teddy Bridgewater going and signing a deal with Carolina, so another veteran quarterback out there in the in the NFC South. So we got Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Teddy Bridgewater, and Matt Ryan in that conference. So I mean, in that division. So we'll see what happens in in in, in that realm, so to speak. Um, I just, I'm excited. I mean, can't you tell? I've, I've gone back and forth so many different times. <coughs> I'm so excited. I'm coughing. <coughs> Shit, about to die. Um, I'm just happy sports are coming back. I mean, let's be honest. Quarantine has been kicking our asses. Quarantine has had all of us pulling each other's hair at each other's throats. I can speak for myself. My parents and I have argued the entire quarantine. My girlfriend and I have had some arguments. My friends and I have had arguments through the phone, even though we haven't seen each other. Everybody's on edge. And sports is going to be the big distraction that we all needed, that big relaxation that everybody needed. And I just, I don't know. You know, like I said, it's safety first. But I really, really, really do need everybody to stay safe. And I really, really need everybody to just make sure that they're aware of what's going on. So I'm just trying to express that sports are great. Sports are definitely going to help, but to remember that not to lose sight that these athletes need to make sure that they're safe too. And if they feel that they don't need to come back or they don't want to come back because it's not safe. Oh, so I just, I'm torn. I really want them to come back because I really need something to watch, but the human in me is definitely saying that they need to, take care of themselves first. So if, if seasons do end up coming to a halt after only a few weeks, I would definitely say that it's expected or, you know, it wouldn't be a surprise. So let's just take it as a grain of salt. If it comes back and everything goes great, cool. If not, we got to be patient. We got to understand a pandemic is obviously more important than people wanting to watch TV and, you know, partake in sporting activities, but we need to really make sure that we don't lose sight of ourselves. And with that being said, that's 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 episode three or three. Jesus Christ, I can't even keep track of what it is that I'm saying. That's episode two. Um, massive, massive. Again, shout out to everybody that's listening, everybody following, everybody reposting. Uh, personal shout outs, like I said, to my girlfriend for the big support. Shout out to my friend Santino out there in the Bronx. You know, he's thinking about starting a podcast. Uh, big shout out to my boys, Ricky, AJ and Nick for, you know, sitting with me or should I say, you know, calling me and letting me know of things that I needed to work on. I am definitely looking forward to producing and making some more episodes in the coming future. I'm definitely excited to get to work on episode three. I'm looking to have a guest. I don't know who it's going to be. I have an idea, but I really, really, really am looking forward to making sure that this next episode is going to be the best episode.
just because going to have the script all lined up. Not that I haven't had it already, but with a guest, I feel like it'll be a little bit more easy, a little bit more comfortable for me to really say what I want to say, have my bullet points really in front of me and make sure that I can get all of my points out there. So again, appreciate everybody for listening. Keep on following us. Social media soon to follow or soon to come. And uh, you guys have a great night, great day, and continue to stay safe. God bless. Of course, how could I forget? I literally just said that I had a stat tip for you guys. So check this out. I was scrolling through Twitter earlier today, and I happened to come across this page that I follow for a lot of interesting and cool NFL stat statistics. The page is called NFL Stats. So this is literally most receptions in a player's first three seasons. And I'm going to start from the bottom. Larry Fitzgerald at 230, LaDainian Tomlinson at 238. Mind you, that's a running back. So more to come on that one. That's still insane. Mike Evans at 238, tied with the LaDainian. DeAndre Hopkins, 239. Alvin Kamara, another running back at 243. Anquan Bolden at 259. AJ Green, 260. Jarvis Landry at 288. Odell Beckham, tied with Jarvis Landry, ironically enough, best friends, 288. And the second. On this list, the second player on this list is Christian McCaffrey with 303 receptions. He is behind Michael Thomas by 18 total receptions at 321. Christian McCaffrey plays running back for the Carolina Panthers. In his first three seasons, he has the most receptions ever within their first three seasons. That, that, that's, that number, that category, that statistic, whatever you want to call it, blows my mind. Blows my mind beyond what words can believe. The fact that someone is trying to compete with that kind of money, like I had stated with Dalvin earlier, is crazy. But yeah, that's my stat for the day. Think about it. Look it up. If you find anything else, anything like that, you know, shoot me a message. Shoot me a text if you got me personally. But um, also, I forgot to mention, I did manage. I know that I said Pal Gasol earlier on that Toronto Raptors segment, that little piece that I did. I meant to say Mark Gasol. I don't know why I mixed those two up. They look totally different. Other than the last name, I I don't know. I made a boo-boo. I continue to learn. Mistakes happen. It is what it is. Y'all have a good night, and I'll see you for episode three. Hey, guys. It's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love. Share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid.